Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the summer intern here at KLRC. If you're like me, sometimes you don't catch things as they're happening on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. Here's some highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Isaac from Middays, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. First, I wanted to share my favorite highlight from the Wednesday game. Christy is on vacation, and so Mark asked me to step up to the plate. I battled with Isaac, and here's a bit of what happened. Time for round two of the Wednesday game. Christy's off this week. Zoe, our summer intern, is in studio hanging out this morning. Um, So Isaac picked up a point on round one. Mm. Uh, The three worst-case scenarios are, these are all themes about being stuck. Stuck in an elevator stuck in a sandstorm or being caught in the mouth of a blue whale. Mm. Now, during the break, Chaplain Justin was wondering about how deep the whale's actually going <laughs> to dive. <laughs> and for yeah. how long. There's no, no clarity on that. So. I'm not a strong swimmer either, so it's definitely <laughs> it my worst matter. case scenario. Oh yeah, by you that know. point, game's over. Like, <laughs> At yeah, some point, the pressure will just pop you. <laughs> you know, you'll just pop. Oh my gosh. And so, yeah. This is something worse by the moment. (laughs) All right. So it is time for Isaac to try guess Zoe's worst case scenario. Yes. I'm trying to decide in my head. It's a little bit tricky. Okay. Like, I thought it was easy, and then Justin has made it. (laughs) (laughs) We've really been pushing the whale angle, I feel (laughs) like. We're going to give you a couple seconds to think about it. Mm -hmm. Don't say anything yet, because Isaac's going to give his best guess. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the the whale's worth considering. Yeah. One thing I know about Zoe is that she is very prepared. Like, she she has her backpack in the room with her in the studio right Right now. now. Yeah, I can defeat whales with that. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) you strike me as someone, like, in... All of these scenarios, like I could see you pulling out like those tin survival blankets out of your backpack. Like I don't know what's in the backpack. Like Dora the Explorer yeah. needs <laughs> I just, a whale watching. I just know that where go where Zoe goes, so goes the backpack. Like I can find where she's at in the building. Yeah, because your backpack is there. So like for the elevator, I'm sure you have some sort of multi tool maybe mm-hmm. that you could get out mm-hmm. of it. Um, for the sandstorm, you got the survival blanket, like the the world organization rated survival blanket the whale thing i don't know that you carry like a scuba tank in there (laughs) i'm looking at it and i'm not thinking that that could house a scuba tank but i do think you had mentioned sandstorm for me Mm -hmm. and i do think that there might be like a little bit of a hint there that maybe the sandstorm there's something about that that freaks you out just enough Mm. that that might be your worst case scenario I'm going to go, I think, with Sandstorm. You're going with Sandstorm? I think so. Well, I was playing the meta game. No! (laughs) No! 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 Come on. Nice little comeback by the intern. Tied up. Zoe ties it all up. The whale is the obvious answer. It like, is pretty how scary. How could you not take whale? So I had to seed the thought. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> That's long game. Wow. She sacrificed the point in the first round, only to come back and tie it up. I'm I can't impressed. win. I'm gonna make you suffer. <laughs> That's how I play. Remember how we were trying to decide whether or not Zoe's competitive? We just found I think out. We just yeah. answered it. Yeah. 
Like always, you can listen to the full Wednesday game here on the KLRC On Demand. Up next, I wanted to share some words from our KLRC chaplain, Justin, who spoke with Mark on finding Jesus in the dark places of our hearts, the places where we really need Jesus. That picture is a powerful one. In fact, I was, I was thinking about it. I think a lot of us would raise our hands to say, yes, I know that God loves me. I know that Jesus loves me. But there are probably parts of me, those corners, those yes, dark corners, yeah. that if I'm really honest, or at least on some days, I'm not so sure about. Kind of like, yes, big picture, I know God loves mm-hmm. me. <laughs> but over here, I'm not so sure. Right, yeah. What do you do with that when you're a follower of Jesus? Well, I think, you know, the the song that comes to mind is just Jesus loves me. You know, like we could sing that that song, and um, but could we sing that song like in a specific place that we don't really want to go or touch and maybe might be fearful that Jesus would turn his face away if he saw. The interesting thing is um, when we talk about this idea of sins cleanse or how uh, Jesus through the gospel heals us um, or heals damaged emotions like that resource uh, mentions, uh, it's not mainly about the sins that we have committed. There's other gospel resources for that, other good news for that. This has to do with mainly the sins that have been committed against us, the ways Mm -hmm. that we have been hurt by sin. And uh, even, you know, the ways that the fallen world affects our bodies or our minds in a chronic way, or how does Jesus engage with us in those spots? And uh, he says, I love you. And I'm here. And that kind of acceptance, compassion, if we really let him into those spaces, can be really healing and give us a new uh, kind of set of uh, thoughts and feelings and and motivation for walking around with some of those yeah. hurts, habits, and hang-ups, as they say. And that is. That's really good news because I think, you know, you don't have to live life that long mm-hmm. to find yourself experiencing some of those dark places where we've been wounded or they're just, they're those dark corners that uh, a lot of times we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. But I love the reminder that you put in the blog this week about that God literally wants to speak into those. Yes, invites yeah. us to step out of the shadows of that mm-hmm. and experience light and love in the sense of his incredible grace mm-hmm. in ways that is pretty scary to even imagine. Yeah. And I think um, in, uh, healing for damaged emotions again. This is what it might sound like or feel like uh, to apply the gospel to those places in our, in our hearts. Our wounded healer understands. He knows what it is to be struck on the head, to be slapped in the face. He is touched with the feelings, the feelings that arise in you from the hurt. He feels the problems that touch you. He wants to heal. He wants to know. He wants you to know that he is not angry with you about your feelings. He understands. And I would add, let his nail-pierced hands cleanse you where no one else can reach. Such a powerful reminder from Chaplain Justin that Jesus also experienced emotions. He knows our hearts, and he wants to come in and heal us, only if we let him in. Some powerful stuff right there. Speaking of powerful stuff... Here's one of the positive different stories which touched my heart. A determined little girl who loves flowers. Well, she set her mind to it. She was going to find a way to get it done. Sometimes you just can't talk kids out of it. 
At the time, she was five years old. Her name is Arabella. And she asked mom and dad, hey, can I convert the garage into a flower shop? Dad thought about it for a moment and said no. Instead, Arabella decided, all right, plan B. I'm going to start a flower stand on the front lawn. That first year, not only did she make money, but she donated all the money she made to a charity called Ending Hunger in Maine. That's where she lives. The second year, well, that kept growing. That year, she donated all the money to Maine's Parkinson's Society. And this year, things have progressed a little bit from that front lawn. She and her family are now opening up a storefront business, thanks to a little help from mom and dad. Seven-year-old, yes, seven-year-old Arabella is opening up a storefront. Seventy, or sorry, 25% of each stem sold is going to go to the Northern Light NICU. And for her, she says it's great to be able to donate the money, but it's even better to be able to help people smile. Whether she's selling flowers by the side of the road or at their new shop, Arabella's mom says she just loves to help people smile. I love that. So this weekend, they held a grand opening for the new store, A Touch of Grace, in Old Town, Maine, with Arabella and mom and dad helping out too. That is our Positive Difference story of the day today. I thought that story was precious. I am also a flower lover, hoping to have a big garden someday, and to hear of that determined young lady making her dreams possible to make people smile just really lifted my spirits today. Here's Isaac from Middays with a little pick-me-up, talking about coffee. Hey, it's Isaac. Thanks for listening with me. How do you feel about coffee? I need it basically multiple times a day. I have my way that I like it. I love iced coffee. I love iced black coffee, but it has to be a certain type of iced black coffee. It has to be a certain temperature. I'm very picky about it. So I don't know about this story because in 2019, Coca-Cola acquired a UK coffee chain called Costa Coffee, and it's been expanding throughout Europe. They're coming over to the States by the end of the year, and the company said they're going to be focusing on a particular product, coffee vending machines. They're going to be called Costa Smart Cafes. The units, kind of like those Coca-Cola mix-your-own-beverage machines, say that at the touch of a button, this completely barista-free machine will give you over 500 different drink types. Now, 500 different drink types is a lot of options. And I kind of have this... I, I love the routine of going, seeing baristas, checking in with people in the community, getting my coffee... Sometimes paying too much for it, but all the same, checking in with people. I don't know that I can trust a robot just yet to give me the perfect blend of cold brew or iced matcha or kind of the drinks that I need throughout the day. I don't know that I trust it. Um, I wasn't real. I didn't really have machines taking barista jobs on my list for 2022, but I guess here we are. Maybe this can work for me if they give the machines really cool tattoos and I don't know, like a cool haircut if they give the robots a cool haircut <laughs> maybe that can work for me and kind of soften the transition for me and create that barista experience that i know and love but we'll see i agree isaac i love the community aspect of coffee shops and i don't think coffee from a vending machine is gonna taste very delicious but you know i could be wrong here's some more from isaac okay finish the sentence for me 
Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. No, really, can you finish it for me? Because I don't think that I can. In fact, I'm not alone in this. A poll of 2,000 people between 26 and 41 found that half of them can't recall how to sing Humpty Dumpty. And only 43% of them remember the words to Jack and Jill. In broader terms, just about 10% of modern parents avoid singing lullabies to their kids entirely. Most of them say that they feel awkward or they have an awful singing voice or they just flat out can't remember the lullabies. So can you remember any of those? I don't know what Jack and Jill were doing. I literally do not. I'm not joking. And a lot of them said they can't even remember Rockabye Baby. Um, Granted, I don't have any kids. I haven't been singing this to my dogs. But (laughs) I think I would be in trouble if I needed to because, yeah, I don't know any of these anymore. It's crazy. People have been saying for a while now that because of computers and modern technology, our brain's ability to hold memory has shrunk. Maybe that's part of why we can't remember Humpty Dumpty and other nursery rhymes, you know, and and I do think they've kind of fallen out of fashion. Anson is out on vacation seeing the sights of Europe, so Isaac filled in during the drive home with Kara, and Kara decides to start a little debate. So this afternoon, we're tackling a very important topic that is on the top of minds and hearts of so many people, I'm sure. Yes. And that is, which is better, dogs or cats? Yes. Or as the question was posed in that classic from my childhood, uh, Homeward Bound, cats rule and dogs drool. No. Yes. No way. Uh Uh-uh. No. Okay, so clearly we have strong feelings on either side of this issue. So I would like to give Isaac the opportunity to make the first point for his team here. Yeah. Yeah. Team dog. Team dog. <laughs> Let me just tell you, when I get home today, uh-huh. my dog is going to Scooby-Doo run across yes. the floor. He's going to like run in place. <laughs> yes. He's going to have no traction on my hardwood floor. And then eventually he is going to get to me yeah. and tackle me. Oh, Because I, in his mind... I hang the sun every morning. Yes. And I bring the joy home when I come home in the afternoon. He will bowl over my wife to oh, get to me. Oh, that's so precious. That level of affection that's, yeah. is, is unmatched. It's perfect. Uh, it's completely, is, you can't get that anywhere else. That's hard to argue with. Dogs are extremely affectionate and joyful. And it doesn't matter how long you've been gone. No. Like you could have gone to your car and come back. Yes. And he would yeah. be equally as excited. I, right? I will come back with the mail. Right. And he's like, ah, you know and I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm back. Yes. That's awesome. I don't know why I'm arguing for your side. We need to die. Sorry. I got a little confused I'm there. just so convincing. I know. Okay. Yeah. We'll come back and I'll have something to say about cats. Okay. <laughs> all right. We're wrapping up our debate here today. Isaac has joined me to discuss the all important topic of whether dogs or cats are better pets. And it feels like it's a little bit been settled. I'll be honest. You think so? I feel like dogs are kind of the clear front runner. <laughs> they love you. Yeah. They keep you safe. They, you know, those are good things. Yeah. Alternatively, <laughs> cats. Okay. This is great. They sleep anywhere from 12 to 16 hours per day. <laughs> this is a good thing. <laughs> yes. That means <laughs> you have more than half of your waking hours to snap some seriously awe-inducing Instagram pics. <laughs> Because okay. animals sleeping are adorable, oh, right? They're great. Okay, they're awesome. so you have tons of time to do that. And frankly, they're a great example of behaviors that we could stand to adopt as humans, oh. sleeping just a little bit more. Okay. Like they're my role model. I want to be a cat when I grow up and just like catnap. The importance of rest. <laughs> Yes. That's actually good because when See? I try to take a picture of my dog, right. it looks like a cryptid photo. <laughs> like it's just a brown blur. Right. Because he never he sits down. Sit still. It's just a flash. Exactly. I get that. All right. Okay. What do you think? Cats or dogs? 
Personally, I love both. I think they're different creatures that God has made, and I love them for their differences. If I need attention, a dog is always there. If I need some space but company, a cat can be a very sweet companion. Either way, I think it's special to have a furry friend. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.